Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, we go from the Gators to Florida State. Nobody covers the Seminoles better than Brendan Sinone of Knowles247.com. Check out all of his coverage there. You can also hit him up on Twitter at B. Sinone. Brendan, how are you this morning? Bulldog, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Uh, happy thanks. Uh, day before Thanksgiving to you. Um, I- I'm sure you have a special bourbon drink on Thanksgiving. Do you have a, a-, a special drink you drink on Thanksgiving? Bourbon? I will stick with the wild turkey collection, which mm. only feels appropriate, right? And I have a, a there's a 17 year old bottle and bond that I absolutely love that I Ooh. managed to get a few years ago, and it's fantastic. But anything wild turkey, even 101, will will do the trick on Thanksgiving. I think it's only. Do you like bourbon? Do you like bourbon in your eggnog? You like eggnog? I I do. The last few years I've gotten into it, and some some go really well with it. It's got to be the right kind of eggnog. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the generic eggnog don't love, but if it's spiced, yeah, man, I, I can go with a little eggnog. I don't know if it's is it too early for eggnog though? No, I think it's like a absolutely not. You say no? no? Okay. No, no. If it's in the stores, it's not too early. So. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a good point. <laughs> All right, uh, we just talked to Edgar Thompson, our Gators insider. L- let's ask you about the Seminoles. Obviously, they are rolling right now. They're eight and three. They haven't won eight or more games since 2016. Here's my question, though. A lot of momentum in this program right now. I still say they have to beat Florida, all right? If they lose to Florida, all of that momentum, I'm not going to say it's all gone, but it would certainly stick a needle in the balloon, would it not? Uh, to an extent, yeah. I mean, uh, Bobby Bowden once said, like, you want to win the last one, I'm going to butcher it. But he said something among the lines of, you want to win the last one of the season, right? Like, it's just it, it sets the tone for the off season. Um, and obviously, FSU's playing in a bowl game, but yeah, you'll have a month of cranky fans if you beat to Florida, if you lose to Florida, excuse me, especially a Florida team that just lost to Vanderbilt. And I think that's got the, the fan base's expectations like pretty sky high right now in Tallahassee. I mean, they're thinking that this, you should see the message board right now, people thinking it'll be a, a three score win for the Seminoles, which is like realistic. It could be they are rolling, but yeah, if you don't win this game, um, if you don't win this game, it does leave a sour taste in your mouth for the next month or so leading to the bowl game. And I think more so like the, the implication of, you know, if Mike Norvell manages to go 2-0 and against both the in-state rivals this year, both year one coaches, like that's a nice little flex that you can use on the recruiting trail. And I think that uh, that would have a little bit of, of carryover and, and have, have some extra value for FSU if you're able to win. If not, then, yeah, then Billy Napier can – Kind of say, hey, we won Alaska in the season, won seven games in the first year, and um, yeah. It, so yeah, this, this is a game that holds a certain amount of weight uh, than you would expect for just a singular, you know, one one game. Even though last year's game was between two mediocre to below mediocre programs, um, 
That loss stung Florida State last year, did it not? I meant the Gators had just fired Dan Mullen. They weren't very good. Florida State needed that win to sort of to, to get bowl eligible, and they ended up losing that game. Has Mike Norvell talked any about that last year? Yes, he, he has, and I think your point's a really good one. It, it was a game that, that stung for Florida State, and uh, Mike Norvell, after that, that game was pretty beside himself. He was probably the angriest I've seen him after after a loss, and, and Lord knows there are plenty of, of losses and not-so-great ones uh, early in his tenure at Florida State. Uh, but this is the first time I, I saw him look like legitimately mad, not not you know uh, struck or, or in shock or anything like that, but like he was just he was pissed. And, and I think that was because his team didn't put their best foot forward and let emotions really dictate how they played early on in that game. And I had an assistant tell me in the off season, basically like we, we lost our minds. Like we had something to play for. You mentioned bowl eligibility, Mike. Like this was a team that started off zero and four and battled their way back to be bowl eligible. And they went into that game thinking they were going to win. But but it was really the first time that this program in a few years had something of significance to play for. And they played like it was their first time. And, and so they they did lose their minds indeed. Like they were they had I think four or five unsportsmanlike conduct penalties or you know, personal foul type of penalties. Uh, the muff punt by Pokey Wilson went from FSU beat, having the ball in scoring position to Florida getting the ball and, and scoring a touchdown. I mean, that was significant in that game. Even the way that that game ended with the, the botched onside kick that went like a yard and barely did anything. Um, yeah, so, so there was a lot from that game, and Mike Lovell has talked about that this week. It's like everything is a learning uh, experience, and that is something that he's pretty consistent with. Uh, and that's assistant coaches have talked about that too. Like Alex Atkins talked about that this week. It's like, yes, we're getting better at handling our emotions. We're not quite there yet to where it's constant, but we're getting there. And last year was indeed a, a learning experience. Like I think the LSU game this year showed that FSU could handle, you know, a game with significance uh, on a big stage. Now they weren't perfect in that game. <laughs> they they kind of panicked at times late in the game, but they showed that they could, assert themselves and and play a clean game for a majority of a contest and, and so last year was indeed a, a jumping off point for fsu uh, in hindsight that florida game and we'll see if if they have learned from it you know full circle this this friday I, it'd be kind of poetic if you come out and you handle your business and you look like a totally different team than last year we'll see i do like the way they practice they have been very very business-like and that's been kind of kind of the same vibe around the program for the last month or so now Speaking of Mike Norvell, I was listening to I don't remember who it was yesterday. It was one of the uh, one of these talking uh, national shows, and they threw Mike Norvell's name into the Auburn coaching search. I, I probably no factual basis to it whatsoever, but have you heard that Mike Norvell wouldn't leave Florida State for Auburn? Would he? I don't think so. No, I mean I haven't heard that. Um, but you know, I'd also probably be one of the last people to know. Like if someone was leaving Florida State. Uh, for, for, yeah, they were when we talking to Florida State sources on it too. It'd probably be Auburn uh, people who wouldn't know that. To be totally honest, that's how that usually usually works. Um, but no, I haven't heard anything about Mike Norvell looking around him. Mean, I think you know what's really yes, you know, his name's been tied to like the Arizona State job too, which I don't really buy. There, uh, no, that, that would be strange. Um, his, his former offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham's name's been tied to it, and that makes a little bit more sense. Kenny's younger and green, but mm. like now, um, anyways. Uh, but Mike. Norvell is going to start, his name's going to start popping up in those type of rumors because Florida State looks really good. 
Uh, I'm sure agents will float things out there. Jimmy Sexton, I'm sure, will float things out there. And Mike Mm. Norvell's been... You know, FSU's been balling on a budget with Mike Norvell. Like, he, I think he, he's taking some pay cuts. Uh, he's getting about $4 million a year. Compare that to, to Mario Cristobal. He's getting, what, like $8 million a year. I think Billy Napier's like six and a half, seven, uh, something in, in that range. So, yeah, they've been, and they're going to be the best team in the state at like half the budget uh, from, from a coaching staff standpoint. So, like, mm. there will be tactics used to get Mike Norvell a raise and a uh. much deserved raise, to be honest. So, I, I would mm. expect Mike to be taken care of uh, this offseason, deservedly so. All right, so Florida State obviously has the momentum on the field, off the field in recruiting. They flip Brock Glenn, the four-star quarterback um, from I think he's from Memphis. They flipped yep. him from Ohio State. Now he's committed to Florida State. How big of a coup is that? Big time. So for for your listeners, pull up a picture of Brock Glenn. Tell me he does not look like Matthew McConaughey and Daisy Confused. All right, all right, all right. He's got that vibe to him. And he's got kind of like that, that personality. He's very laid back, very chill. Uh, they they love that about him. He's, he's just really, like, unflappable as a quarterback. But he's also super competitive. And that's where it comes to, like, this this flip was so interesting because he was telling people at the Elite 11 quarterback competition, the national quarterback competition in the summer, that he was going to commit to Florida State. And – then his his star just kind of like it rocketed. Like all of a sudden, LSU offered, Notre Dame offered, Ohio State offered. Uh, kudos to FSU for evaluating him, right, and, and kind of realizing this is a kid who yeah. is moving in, in that direction. But when Ohio State offers and you're a quarterback, like yeah, you got to listen. So Ohio State offered him. Uh, he had to really mull it over. It was painful for him. I think he picked Ohio State because he one is competitive and and believes in himself but two he, he knew that coaching staff had more stability at that point so uh, it was a super interesting recruitment because fsu went all in on him in the spring they had a quarterback commitment already in chris parson basically that pushed chris parson out uh, and so it was a gamble it was a gamble that looked like for for a while that didn't pay off for florida state but they stayed in it with them and they kept recruiting him uh ohio state had a five-star quarterback in the class before brocklin they have a five-star quarterback after him you can't, as a coaching staff, say, "Hey, this you're you're not the guy for Ohio State. You're just kind of a placeholder." But that's essentially like what what you had to kind of prove to Brock Glenn without saying it was like, "We want you more than Ohio State. You're not just a guy for us. You're the guy." And and they got that message through to him uh, subtly over a period of time. But really, what what was the cherry on top was they started winning again. And mm. the offense has been really fun this year. Jordan Travis has looked great in the offense, uh, and so and we just talked about the potential contract extension for Mike Norvell, like any kind of concerns for Brock Lynn, uh, you know, whether, whether this would be his coaching staff for the entirety of his Florida state career, I think that got alleviated this year. So all the things went well for Florida state credit to Tony Tokars, the quarterback coach, Cooper Williams, uh, who's a GA who actually went to uh, the high school in Memphis uh, that, that Brock Lynn goes to and the coaching staff, like it was a total team effort. And yeah, to flip a guy from Ohio state, and that's, that shows that Florida State is moving in the right direction as a program right now. It's pretty emphatic, if you ask me. Like that's that's an impressive win for this coaching staff. Absolutely. And if you want to read all about that, uh, Knowles247.com and Brendan Sinone, they do a great job covering Florida State football and Florida State recruiting. That's Knowles247.com. Brendan, we appreciate it. Have a, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you Friday night in the state capitol. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike. 
Straight ahead, Mark Daniels and the bridge. UCF gets a lifeline from the college football playoff committee. We'll talk to Mark about that next on the bridge.